Welcome to another edition of Maverick University. I'm your host, David Hallberg. Joining me today is Pastor Terry Angel, pastor of Faith Baptist Church in Bourbon, Illinois, and also adjunct uh, professor at Providence Baptist College for the last 25 years. Thanks for joining us. You're welcome, David. Good to be back. Yes, sir. I wanted to talk with you about two topics today. The first topic today that we'll talk about is the pastor's schedule. And um, this is something I think that was requested from one of our graduates, I believe. Okay. They were okay. talking about... What does a pastor do on a daily basis? And obviously, there's always that joke that people often say, well, I'm glad you're, you know, I bet you're glad done preaching today. Now you're off for the next few days. And <laughs> Work two days a week. Yeah, everybody knows that's yeah. not true, but everybody doesn't necessarily know what exactly is it that occupies a pastor's time. And it's different for every pastor, different ministries. But I wanted to see if you could kind of give us some general principles, and maybe we could talk about specifics as well. Okay, I'll try. And actually, Brother Hallberg, we uh, teach a, a, a whole lesson, on a whole lecture on the pastor schedule in mm-hmm. Church Ed, I believe semester three of Church Ed. Yep. We have a, 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 a lecture on pastor schedule. You guys have put that into the curriculum, which I think was very wise. I remember being uh, taught, you know, live by schedule back when I was in Bible college years ago. And you got those guys that, you know, they, they put everything within five-minute increments of mm-hmm. time, increments yeah. of time. I, I couldn't do that. It was just that to me didn't work. Yeah. But um, I, I do I do, do well using blocks of time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's important because Paul talked about uh, time to the Ephesians in chapter 5 and familiar verse to all of us, redeeming the time because the days are evil. We know the word redeem means to buy back. And basically what Paul is saying there is don't waste time. Mm-hmm. It's too valuable. Yep. It's too valuable to waste. And, you know, Henry David Throw, which is not exactly a great example for any of us, but anyway, he did hit it with this. He said, you cannot kill time without injuring eternity. Wow. Pretty That's good. Profound. Pretty Yeah, it really was, and wow. especially when you think about ministry. Yeah. So you cannot uh, kill time without injuring eternity. So as a pastor... It's necessary to develop some kind of a schedule to live by, or you're gonna you're gonna have things go undone. You know, yep. Things are gonna get neglected, things are gonna be left out, and it's not gonna do do you well in the ministry. And accountability uh, is the secret to efficiency. Somebody said, mm-hmm. and you know the pastor. If you let me say it this way, the pastor really doesn't have one man that he's accountable to. I guess your immediate boss here at Providence would be Pastor, uh, Brother Mike Hall. Yes, sir. Your immediate boss. So yes, he's kind of the uh, up the chain of command. Mm-hmm. You would report to him. Uh, but you get to Pastor Phil Cavanaugh. Who does he report to? Okay. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, people say, well, he's accountable to the congregation. Yes, he is mm-hmm. to a degree. Certainly accountable to God. But what one man is there that Pastor Cavanaugh, Pastor Angel, Pastor Harrison is accountable to? Well, there's not one. So a pastor has to make himself accountable, and the best way to make yourself accountable is to a workable schedule. Mm-hmm. When I say workable, I mean something that you've developed that's workable, okay? It's not just something on paper that just you know looks nice, yep. but doesn't do any good. It's like creating a financial budget that's not based on Absolutely, reality. Absolutely, you know, and every pastor's different. Yeah. And we know that from men that are called, were called of God in the Bible. There, mm-hmm. there are no clones. Each man was unique. A pastor uh, is going to have a different size church. Uh, does he travel? Does he stay home? Mm-hmm. Uh, does he have a school? Does he not have a school? I mean, they're, they're a radio ministry. You know, they're, every, every, every pastor is unique. So uh, you can't just 
put out a, a, a form and say, okay, develop your schedule. Here it is. You, you, every pastor has to figure it out. Sure. So figure it out. Okay. Don't waste trial time. and error. Don't waste yeah. absolutely, and it's going to change over the years as okay. the ministry develops. Okay. When I started out at Faith Baptist, you remember you were there. We closed the school down. Yeah. And uh, we were you know involved in, in Dwight Baptist Academy, but to a very small degree, mm-hmm. as opposed to when we opened our own school, and have yeah. had now for all these years. So things change. Um, there are three major areas, in my opinion, where a pastor has to invest his time. So just quickly go through these, and if yep. you have a question interjected, it won't matter. And that, first of all, uh, the first area would be the man, the man. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, this would, this would be the pastor's care of his own spiritual needs, mm-hmm. his own walk with God. And I go just directly to a verse in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 16, where Paul was writing to a young pastor, Timothy. Mm-hmm. And he said to him, take heed unto thyself. Yeah. Now we always, you know, we always associate. Uh, okay, the, the acronym for joy: Jesus first, others second, yourself last. Sure, that's true when it comes to service. Okay, mm-hmm. but when it comes to your own spiritual well-being, Paul told Timothy, "Take heed unto yourself, and unto the doctrine, continue in them, for in doing this thou shalt both save thyself." Mm. and them that hear thee. Now, when he talks about saving himself, talking about Timothy saving himself, he's not talking about soul salvation. Mm -hmm. You can't save yourself. We know that, right? He's talking about salvaging his ministry, Mm. salvaging his influence. You lose your testimony. You lose your spiritual health. As a man, you're not going to have any influence. And so, Timothy, take heed to how you're doing spiritually, but if you'll do that, you'll save them that hear thee. Yeah. Who's that? That's his congregation. Absolutely. So the best thing Timothy can do for his congregation, take care of himself spiritually. It reminds me of the announcement that you always get on every flight, you know, in case of cabin depressurization. You know, the natural tendency for a, a parent is, I got to help my kid, but you can't exactly. until you've helped yourself. Yeah. Put your, put your mask on first, yeah. then take care of your child. So this block of time is uh, necessary for the pastor to take care of his own spiritual needs, which would include, of course, his relationship with his Bible, Bible reading, Mm -hmm. prayer, meditation, memorization, uh, soul winning. I count soul winning into the pastor's own spiritual health because the pastor doesn't go soul winning because he's the pastor. You go soul winning because he's a Christian. Yes, sir. That's everybody's responsibility. That's not a gift. Mm -hmm. That's a command. Yes, sir. So if the pastor's going to take care of his own spiritual well-being, he's got to put some time into soul winning. Now, most of those, quote-unquote, activities Mm -hmm. should be taken care of in the morning. You know, a soldier doesn't put his armor on to go to bed. Mm -hmm. A soldier puts his armor on to go to battle. And we get up at the beginning of the day. It's the best, best time of the day to meet God in the morning and then get prepared spiritually, and you'll be better suited mm-hmm. to encounter the battles you'll face during the day. So um, yeah, this, this would include going to conferences. I believe that, that a pastor's spiritual well-being includes uh, attending a good, a good Bible-preaching conference, mm-hmm. you know, where your heart can be challenged. You know, a preacher preaches all the time, right? Yeah. Sunday morning, That's Sunday true. night, Wednesday night, if he teaches Sunday school, He's up in front of people four times a week. If he has a Christian school, he may be in his chapel. Now you're mm-hmm. at five times a week. If you have a staff devotion, now you're giving something. You're, you're speaking a lot. Yep. So you need to take something in once in a while. 
And I don't mean just in your own devotions. You need to be preached too. So yeah. attend a good attend a good Bible preaching conference, okay? So take care of your spiritual needs, mm-hmm. all right? A block of time for that. How about taking care of a pastor's physical needs? That's true as well, yeah. Because Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy 4, 8, for bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. So, well, there you go. Bodily exercise does, is not important. Time out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He did say it profiteth little. Mm. What he's referring to there is not is not to what degree it profits. It's to what time element. Mm. It profits little because bodily exercise profits as long as you're physically alive. Godliness profits in this life and eternity. Does that, that makes, make sense? That makes perfect sense. Okay, yeah. but if I'm going like to have that. if I'm going to have any yeah. you know godly influence in this life, I got to live. Mm-hmm. So take care of yourself. Physically, it's wise for the pastor to invest some of his time into his physical well-being. I've never heard explained that be- way before, that it's not a matter, matter of priority. It's a matter of when is it profiting. Yeah, yeah. and bodily exercise is profitable. Right? And I think, I, think this, I think this has kind of caught on with the younger generation. Mm-hmm. I see you know, younger men in ministry uh, giving some attention to – their physical well-being. And, uh, hey, that's great. Exercise, get outside, breathe some fresh air, mm-hmm. whatever your exercise is. You know, a, a little diversion. You know, mm-hmm. Jesus told the disciples, come apart and rest a while. There's nothing wrong with a little diversion. So if a pastor enjoys golf, he enjoys fishing, he enjoys, enjoys hunting, maybe enjoys hiking. What, what is it? Gardening. Mm-hmm. I, I, is it something to divert your attention, your mind, let the mental strain and stress of ministry kind of be put aside for a little while and and uh, take care of your physical needs, okay? And so when you talk about the pastor's time, he's got to be invested in himself, if mm-hmm. you or, or the man. Take care of yourself spiritually. Take care of yourself physically. Number two, he's got to invest some time in, in the work, the work of the ministry. Every man's made to work, Brother Hallberg, mm-hmm. you know that, no yes, matter sir. what your sphere of work is. God put Adam in the Garden of Eden before he gave Adam a wife. He gave him work to do. Yes, sir. There's something satisfying, fulfilling in a man when it comes to work. Mm -hmm. Accomplishment, right? And this is the block of time that needs to be given to the ministry of the church. So this is sermon preparation. This is, you know, and the actual preaching of the sermon, it's just the tip of the iceberg. What is it, 30 minutes, 40 Maybe yeah. most guys might, some guys might go 60, okay, yeah. probably most shouldn't, <laughs> but some do. Yeah. But what's the average length of a message? 35 minutes? I have no idea. Yeah. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. That the, the bottom of that iceberg is the time he spends in sermon preparation, studying, okay, mm-hmm. thinking his message through, letting God's work, you know, visitation. I'm, not, I'm talking about not only soul winning, but visiting members, helping them, you know, planning, correspondence, counseling. Organization, administration—that's going to differentiate. It's going to be different for every pastor according to the size church he has and the size staff. Excuse me, he has. The, what does his ministry include? One thing about the work is you cannot allow people to dominate your schedule. There are high maintenance people in every ministry, in mm-hmm. every church, and if you let them, they will. They will. They will dominate. They'll capitalize your time. If you let them. So you have to be careful about that, okay? I like how you differentiate between personal Bible reading versus study. Yeah. Soul winning versus visitation, how they're not the same thing and they kind of fall in different categories. Right, exactly. I need to have a time of devotions for my own heart. 
Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of times, God gives me a message out of my personal devotions. Mm-hmm. And for me, for me, it seems like the most effective messages I preach come from things that truths that God stirs my heart about in my personal devotions. Mm-hmm. But I have to take that into study. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you know you look across the scriptures and, you know, I, I'm, the words escaping my mind right now, what that's, what that's called, you know, but looking across the scriptures yes, to sir. follow it through. And anyway, uh, you have to learn to be flexible. You got to learn to, you, you got to develop the ability to bounce back from an interrupted schedule mm. because a pastor, yeah, stands a good chance of getting his schedule interrupted. You know, mm-hmm. you've got a church member with an emer- a legitimate emergency, and there you got to figure. You're going to learn early in, in in ministry as a pastor that not every emergency is an emergency. Is there any tip that you can give where you know that something's not an emergency, and you can kind of have some kind of a cop out? Or, well, I don't cop out's the right word, but some no, way but of yeah, just just, def- just you know, def- this doesn't need my attention immediately. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, how did somebody put it the other day? You know, your your lack of responsibility doesn't need to demand my attention mm-hmm. always, and you, you're going to give up doing something extremely important to run take care of some emergency to find out it's it's a it's a family squabble. It's something that just sure didn't need to be tended to, but that has to be learned. And I don't know really of a tip. I mean, you, you kind of, I guess it all kind of depends on the person. You kind of learn who's high maintenance, who's low maintenance. When a low maintenance person calls with an emergency, it's pretty much an emergency. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Okay. So he's got to give some time to the work. Okay. Uh, Staff meetings. If you have a staff, staff meetings are productive. Do not schedule an excessive amount of time for counseling, Schedule some time for reading, mm-hmm. okay? And I see we're running out of time. Let me talk third area, but not last, certainly, is family. Mm-hmm. And it might necessarily work family, but, you know, Paul said, you know, Paul said you take a wife. Yeah. You take on the responsibility of caring for your wife. Mm-hmm. So it's it's got to be done, okay? And it's not like it has to be done. You ought to want to be. You ought to yes, want to do it, okay? Yes, so you need to schedule some time with your wife regularly, especially if she has little children, She's going to, you know, she's got little children, put on her skirt all day long, changing dirty diapers, laundry Mm -hmm. piled up to the ceiling. She wants to feel like a wife again, not always a mom. So she needs to be taken care of. Um, Go on vacation. Take a vacation, if at all possible. It may not, you know, when you're, you know what our vacations Mm -hmm. were when I was a young pastor? Going to see mom and dad. Yeah. Free rent, <laughs> free food. It's true. It <laughs> and is usually, so true. usually yeah. pops takes us on an activity free of charge. You there know? you so go. You say, man, no, but the kids loved it, you know, yeah. and, and it gave great memories. And then hopefully, you know, as you maybe build a little bit of financial stability, <laughs> you can uh, take the family on a vacation. I firmly believe develop some memories for your children, some things they can look mm-hmm. back on remember. Um, if it's possible, eat eat lunch. You may be in a ministry where you can run home and eat lunch. Even if it's wonderful. for 20 minutes. Yeah. I mean, do that. You know, uh, Spend your non-ministry evenings at home. Okay, there are ministry evenings where you got to go out soul winning. You know, it sounds like a very busy life, and it is. Mm-hmm. And Bob Jones Sr. used to say, duties never conflict. So there's time for the man, the work, and the family. I like that. It's perfect. And I appreciate your time and willing to share that with us. And it's a good refresher. Uh, Everybody needs to hit that reset button every once in a while on that. 
So check us out on our YouTube channel for other videos that you can uh, like and that uh, you can uh, comment on and subscribe as well. Uh, Make sure that you share this podcast with other people. Make sure you check out the audio only platforms as well. Thank you so much for joining us.